Out instead of run a pick and roll. Thomas, long three-pointer. Puts it in! Karen Thomas from way downtown! Oh, what a shot from the rookie! And Brooklyn goes up by six with 6.8 remaining! One word. Wow. Wow. What a game. I mean, it's been a turbulent few weeks for Nets fans, man. It has been a crazy ride. Went from having what you think is one of the best big threes in NBA history. And it turns out there's all this stuff transpiring behind the scenes. James Harden wants out. And this bomb is just dropped on the whole organization. And then they finally trade him. The locker room is purified. And the Nets get a win in Sacramento to snap the streak. And they come back for a historic franchise-best 28-point comeback to stun the Garden. And what makes it even sweeter is it's led by the Rook, Cam Thomas, 16 fourth-quarter points, and a step-back dagger from Soho he took that thing. That was so ice cold that the whole garden, half of which was exploding because it sounded like there were so many Nets fans there, just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it either. It was unbelievable. And that's how, you know, I want to start off just talking about when we're going to, you know, just discuss this insane comeback by the Nets. Cam Thomas, man. And Sean Marks. I mean, I'm going to go into Thomas first, but... It's unbelievable what Sean Marks has found in these drafts. I I think it's one of the most overlooked parts of this rebuild was that landing these stars was all a product of what Marks built, and that was built by finding gem after gem in the 20s of the draft where the success rate is super low for these guys. Cam Thomas, 27th overall pick. Knicks fans are watching this guy just cook, just sizzle their defense down the stretch. And they passed on him twice. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but Cam Thomas made 21 points and just an unbelievable performance down the stretch. Pick and roll, probe, pick and roll, probe, pull up, pull up, pull up. Dish to LaMarcus, step back. I mean, just the fluidity, the confidence of this kid, the stones on this kid. Are you kidding me? And what even makes it more impressive is he started one of eight, I think. One of eight or one or nine from the field. He was struggling. They said on the broadcast, in a big way, he was struggling. And that's the difference between the Knicks and the Nets in this game. I mean, the Knicks started off this game as hot as you could possibly imagine. I tweeted it out in the, I think, in the first or second quarter that the Knicks were hotter than any team I think I had seen play against the Nets all year. They hit their first six threes. I think they were like 10 of 12 or 10 of 13 at one point, and it was crazy. But that was the difference between the Nets and the Knicks in this game is when it got down the stretch, and we've seen the Knicks collapse time after time after time this week. It's really been unbelievable. But down the stretch, when it got to the crunch time, big time moments, the Knicks were hot early on. When it got to those moments, their you-know-what's tightened up so tight, you could probably crack a diamond in it. And the Nets were cold early on, but when it got to those moments, Cam, Seth, LaMarcus, knockdown after knockdown after knockdown, and it's going to be one of the best comeback wins in Nets history, obviously, and the best win at the Garden in Nets history. I mean, I was, I was tweeting this out, and 
I've never in my life heard the garden that loud for the Nets. Shout out to the Brooklyn Brigade. I know that they were out there. They do a great job. You know, some of the most passionate fans out there. And I'm sure they were leading the charge. But wow. I mean, defense chants that were just screaming out of the speakers on my TV while the Knicks were on offense in the garden. Brooklyn chants in the garden. People freaking out for Cam Thomas in the garden in New York across the river. That doesn't happen. I don't think I've ever heard that that building like that for the Nets. And part of it's probably that some of these Knicks fans might have been rooting for the choke job just to get Thibodeau or to get the rebuild started or something. I mean, that was just crazy. And, you know, I'm going to throw a lifeline to Nick fans because this, this is a real gesture in my opinion, because Knicks fans, I mean, if you're a net fan, you know, Knicks fans are just year after year. You got no fans. Nobody cares about you, blah, blah, blah. You know, shit, talk, shit, talk, shit, talk about the nets. When, the Knicks have won one playoff series in the last 21 years, I think. So it's obviously unjust. But, I mean, it's not – I'm not denying it. The Knicks have an exponentially bigger fan base than the Nets do. But I'm going to throw a lifeline to Knicks fans because the thing I do respect about Knicks, Knicks fans, despite the constant talk, is that they are some of the most passionate, some of the most loyal fans out there after enduring just years and years of suck and getting dumped on by this team this past – this whole season, but these past two weeks. So I do feel for them. Not a ton because, you know, they're the way they have talked and treated the Nets, you know, over the course of my life, but a little bit. I feel for them a little bit because this is just insane. I mean, they're setting a new record for blown leads. And I was texting one of my buddies and he said what I said before. He actually said, I hope the Knicks lose this game because something needs to change and it's the only way that it's going to happen. So... I don't feel too bad, but a little bit for Knicks fans. And just talking about the Nets in this game, I mean, this is since the James Harden trade, it's only two games. They moved to two and zero, but I think you can just sense the energy, the life around the team is so much different. There's a vibe. There's guys hustling, making plays they weren't before. And I've said this all season about James Harden. I got some hate for it earlier in the year. When you have a player who is a top player, a go-to guy on your team, the second best player on your team, he sets the standard. He sets the expectation. And the surrounding role players, whether consciously or subconsciously, whether they realize it or not, when a guy like James Harden is dogging it and they see that, it naturally brings down the effort level of the whole team. And I'm not accusing the rest of the Nets of dogging it. I, don't, I think they have a lot of great hustle players who wouldn't do that, like Patty Mills, Bruce Brown, LaMarcus Blake, you know, all these guys. But when you have a star who's supposed to be setting the standard, dogging it, it trickles down through the whole team. And he's gone now, and we've seen a different standard being set. We've seen Seth Curry. We've seen Andre Drummond come in. I'm, Andre Drummond, I mean, 19 boards in this game. What an animal he was in this game. And I'm going to give Steve Nash a lot of credit because Andre Drummond was balling early in this game and LaMarcus Aldridge was struggling in a big way. And there were some people who were calling for Drummond to get back into the game down the stretch and then to take LaMarcus out. And Steve Nash made the call to keep LaMarcus in because he knew 
that Cam Thomas needed that second option. He needed that safety valve when they were going to keep going back to that pick and roll. And LaMarcus made a few huge plays. So credit to Steve Nash there, who catches a lot of heat. He's been dealing with a lot. I don't think all of it unjust. I mean, I haven't liked a lot of what he's done this year as a coach, but that was just a great coaching decision and a great job in the second half of that game. And now just, I want to talk about Seth Curry as well, because Seth Curry is just exactly what this Nets team needed. Absent Kyrie Irving, absent Kevin Durant, now absent Ben Simmons. I mean, in these games that the Nets have played, you've been watching just no semblance of anybody where there's a go-to guy, any steadying force on this team. There, it hasn't been there, and it's been obvious in those games. And they bring in Seth Curry, and you know Cam Thomas is the headline, but back-to-back games, Curry is the guy who is just calm. He makes the plays he needs to. He's never flustered. I think a great example of it was the Nets took their first lead of the game, then the Knicks score, stop, score. They're up by two points again. It's a massive possession, and the Knicks, off of a pick-and-roll, make one of the – I don't forgot who it was, but someone came over and helped for absolutely no reason off Curry. You could see Thibodeau on the sideline. looked like he was going to have an aneurysm. And they swing to Curry on the wing for a wide-open three, massive shot. They're now down by two, and he drills it. Zero hesitation, zero doubt from anybody in the building, watching the TV, the Knicks bench, or Tom Thibodeau, who looked like he was going to drop on the sideline, that that was going to be nothing but net. And it was a, he splashed it. And those are the types of plays that the Nets haven't had. And Curry's, you know, providing that steadying force. He's the guy who can make some plays with the balls in his ball in his hands. He knows that he can, you know, you, the guys who have the ball when he, when he's off ball, know that he can knock down any shot that he gets. And he commands a lot more respect on the perimeter. So he was huge in this game. And that was really the difference. I said it before the Knicks started off as hot as you could possibly start. And the Nets, Patty Mills, Seth Curry, Cam Thomas, they're three guys who are going to be their go-to scorers, three of 20 in the first half for 11 points. In the second half, I mean, I don't have the numbers combined in front of me, but they balled. And that was the difference. I mean, Cam Thomas, I'm just blown away by that performance. And I need to give love to someone else who played a fantastic game And that is my man, Bruce Brown, who hustled his tail off all night and did a lot of great things for this team. Only nine points, but five rebounds, a huge one on the final possession. And I need to dive into this possession that just really put the game away and gave Cam Thomas the opportunity. Cam Thomas put the game away, but it gave Cam Thomas the opportunity. And I tweeted out a video of it, and I think it could go overlooked. Hopefully it won't by most fans who can – tell what they're seeing but cam thomas goes into the pick and roll he you know gives a little pocket pass back to aldridge at the top of the key for a jumper that he makes most of the time bruce brown is sitting in the short corner he's just camped there he has no part of the play and this is the difference down the stretch between the nets and knicks bruce brown he has no involvement in the play he stays engaged the shot comes off front rim and he goes up you know, I think there are two or three Knicks defenders there, and he grabs a massive offensive rebound. He tiptoes the baseline, and he kicks it to the corner for Patty Mills, who another vet who, you know, I love, makes a bad decision, and he takes a quick trigger corner three while wide open. I mean, if he hits it, it's great, but it's a bad shot, and he misses it. 
Bruce Brown, once again, you know, hanging out there, there's Julius Randle, whoever is under the basket. Does he say, oh, you know, I just got an offensive rebound? No. He puts his foot in the ground. He goes back to the hoop and he tips that shot that came off rim. And the Nets end up getting another chance at a rebound. Lamarcus Aldridge taps it. Patty Mills is in the corner. He's looking to save it. Bruce Brown, once again, looks like he was maybe drifting back towards half court. Oh, I'm going to run back on defense. This play is over. No, I'm going to put my foot in the ground again. And I'm going to sprint to a spot on the floor to give Patty Mills a safety valve. And Patty Mills saves it to Bruce Brown. And that sets the Nets up to have the ability for Cam Thomas to hit the step back dagger. And that is what championship level effort looks like. That is a game winning type play from Bruce Brown in that spot. And those are the plays when James Harden was on this team, when he was the so-called go-to guy or leader, the Nets were not making those plays ever. And Bruce Brown, you know, credit to you. You played a fantastic game. You're on a roll these last few games and in a role that's not the easiest to play. There's not a ton of glory in it, but just making the hustle plays, doing what you need to do, maximizing your opportunities by moving off the ball, grabbing boards, playing defense, you know, it was, it was a fantastic, fantastic effort from Bruce Brown. And LaMarcus, you know, I don't want to leave LaMarcus out, but LaMarcus, I, I gave him love before, but he did a great job down the stretch of this game, and he was really the vet that we signed on for, the Nets signed on for when they, you know, brought him in. So great job there. But 2-0 since the James Harden trade, it feels like there's a whole vibe around the team we got a little bit of life, not enough breathing room, but a little bit the Nets have going into the All-Star break. And hopefully they can come back after the All-Star break, have a rejuvenated Kevin Durant, who hopefully can come back for the first game after the All-Star break, I think against Boston. And hopefully that'll coincide with Ben Simmons' return. And then also we got Adam Silver on Get Up on ESPN today, just talking about the New York City Vax mandate saying, the oddity is that it applies to only home players and away players like Justin Holiday on the Kings can waltz in and play basketball, which it makes no sense whatsoever. And I'm not going to get into a vax mandate discussion and the political aspects of it, but I think we can all agree that the rest of the country has dropped this mandate and the cases and the science that we're supposed to be following is indicating that I think that can be a move. Eric Adams responded, the mayor of New York, and said he doesn't want to send the wrong message, which pretty much just shows that this is about optics and this is a PR thing that you know they are enforcing. And but it's a little odd, you know, Adam Silver and Eric Adams both speaking on this in the same day after a lot of silence. So I think there could be something going, but. Nevertheless, amazing comeback win by the Nets. Just a fantastic night after two weeks of terrible you know, reporting and all the suck that went in with that. And it was a fantastic game for Cam Thomas to get some shine, for all the Nets vets to come in and do what they need to do, and for the Knicks fans to watch what a real young core can do when you have a GM like Sean Marks who can find these diamonds in the rough and really put something together with not primo draft capital. And that'll do it for this episode of Next Man Up. I am Eric Slater. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Eric Slater NR for news updates, analysis on everything happening in the sports world. Looking forward to talking to you guys soon.